folks, you're welcome to. Uh, we're also putting it up so you can see on the screen uh, tonight all of our scriptures. I want to start at the beginning. I want to go to the night that the Lord instituted the supper that we share tonight. The remembrance that we remember was started in an upper room. Our Lord instituted at the night there in that upper room with his disciples. In Matthew 26, verses 26 through 30, it says, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and he blessed it, and brake it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the vine uh, until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. We find this just hours and just hours before our Lord would go and pray in the Garden of Gethsemane. Just hours before Judas would betray him with a kiss. And just hours before he would be taken to a mockery of a trial and beaten and scourged. Just hours before he would be sentenced to die the cruel death of a cross. We're going to turn in just a moment to another passage. Before we do, I want to have a word of prayer. But I want us tonight, as we think of this remembrance, and as we pray together to open our service, would you think of that broken body and that shed blood of our Lord? Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you did allow your body to be broken for me. We thank you, Lord, for that blood that flowed on Calvary's tree, that perfect, sinless, spotless blood, that blood that will be applied to the mercy seat in heaven that would be enough to cover all my sin. I thank you for the empty tomb. I thank you for the reason you came. Lord, we focus this week on you coming. But Lord, tonight we, with the magnifying glass of Scripture, we hone in directly on why you came. And Lord, we obey you in the only thing you ever commanded us to remember. Lord, to commemorate, to remember your death until you come. Lord, we do that tonight. We seek to honor you and glorify you. Lord, I pray you'd help us as a church, Lord, to appropriately, correctly, Lord, with our view of you, our view of Calvary, our view of that empty tomb, May we worship you. May we remember. Help us now, Lord. In your precious name we pray. Amen. I want to ask you to turn your Bibles, if you'd like to turn, to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We'll also have the text there on the screen for you as well to make it easy. I know it's darker out there. We see that the church in Corinth, the church in Corinth was a carnal church. The church in Corinth had some problems. 
And the Lord gave to Paul several things to send. And the first letter uh, we're looking at here, the first letter to the church at Corinth. One of the problems that this early church had, this local church in the city of Corinth, is that they had, they had gotten away from God's purpose. They had gotten away from this remembrance being as God had ordained it and planned it, and they had perverted it. And we won't go into all the issues that had arisen there in that church, but how wonderful it is that God gives us a, another reminder we see the institution of that supper that night in the book of Matthew, but we see some wonderful truth here in 1 Corinthians. And I, I want, us, want you to follow along with me as I read verses 23 through verses 34. And then I want to answer some very simple questions, questions we've asked and answered before, but questions I think are very important for us to look at as we pause to remember and do what the Lord has commanded us to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 in verse 23, the Bible says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home that you come not together into condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. As we think of our Lord instituting that supper, as he commanded them that night to this do in remembrance of me, until I come, and tonight we gather for that purpose, as we find the reset button here, in regards to how, as a local church, we are to engage and to remember uh, in this pattern the Lord has set. We find this passage here, and we see some questions answered. Number one, the first question, who is it? Who is it that's to partake? It's a very easy answer for us because we simply need to go, uh, and I'll put the, the verse for you back to Matthew 26, as we see the institution of the supper, understand this was not something the Lord started in the street. This was not something the Lord uh, went to the synagogue and said, okay, uh, I want you all to gather with me. It was not uh, in the city square. Rather, we see here that it was the disciples, the followers of Jesus Christ. How silly it would be for somebody not associated with a celebration 
to show up and to feign to be a part. Can I tell you that as we think who it is that is to partake of this Lord's table in remembrance, it's to be believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do not see it as something that every person should be a part of, rather, but as believers, as obedient followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is we who are to partake and to be a part. The Bible says there in Matthew 26 and verse 26, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave to the disciples. We see the group that the Lord uh, gave it to. By the way, we see another pattern, and we won't uh, turn there again, but the letter to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 11 was written to a local church. Not written to the city of Corinth, not written to a, a nation or a people or a culture or a language, rather written to a local church. Uh, so we see the, the pattern here, who is to partake. Uh, it's to be those uh, born-again believers, obedient followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the context of the local church. Very easily uh, answered uh, in Scripture. We see in our text in 1 Corinthians 11, another question answered, question number two, when? When should we partake? You know, there are churches that several times a year partake of the Lord's table. I, I, I know of a church that every week of the world uh, they do so. Uh, I know of churches that once a year they do so. Uh, what's right? Well, what's the Bible say? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 26, For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death until he comes. In other words, as often as you do. I believe it should be a special time. I, I believe it would be very easy for us as a church, nothing sinful if, if every week we decided to, to commemorate and remember. There'd be nothing wrong with that, but it would be very hard for us to keep it a very special, uh, very focused thing I, in, in our minds and our heart and our culture today. So, But as often as we do, in other words, there is no schedule, there is no timeline, there is no, oh, we've got to make sure we have it here. But when we do, it's for a very, very specific purpose. Ye do show the Lord's death. You know, tonight we gather. We gather to show the Lord's death. We changed our lighting up a little bit tonight. As I was working with that today, as I was preparing for tonight, I thought of the walls as I pulled some red color in tonight to remind us of the blood of Christ. You know, we often want to turn away. We often don't want to ponder and think about what Jesus did, but tonight may we do that. May we think of that bloody cross May we think of that broken Savior. May we remember what he went through for us. Another question tonight I want us to answer very simply from Scripture is number three, why? Why should we partake? And we've seen this already, but I want to I reinforce it for us tonight before we, before we partake together of the Lord's table. In our text in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24 through verse 26, 
It says that when they had given thanks, they break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. It's not for the church. By the way, it's not for you. It's for the remembrance of Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, there are many involved in false religion in our day. Many of you who spent some time in false religion before you came to the true gospel of Jesus Christ, who, and many good people, who believe that the purpose of partaking of the Lord's table is to find salvation. They have many false beliefs about the purpose. It's for them, it's for the church, but we see the reason is that we remember him. It's very obvious it continues on there and. Verse number 25, and after the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. In remembrance of me. Verse 26, for as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Can I tell you tonight that I don't know when the Lord's coming back? And by the way, anyone who says they do know is a liar. Uh, the Bible says, no man knoweth the day nor the hour. But I know that until he comes back, whether he comes back tonight or he comes back tomorrow or next week or next year, I know that as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, that every time I can partake of the Lord's table, I have a purpose to do so. And that purpose is that I remember that I show his death. What a remembrance. I shared on Sunday as I preached Sunday morning a remembrance about a tragedy 55 years ago. Sadly, we often remember points of history. We often choose to remember important dates, and nothing wrong with that except when we make the most important thing we could ever remember the smallest thing. And may we tonight truly seek to remember in remembrance of him this evening. We read some verses in, verse, in, in Colossians, 1 Corinthians 11 again tonight. And there was a question that we find the answer to. What happens? Number four... What happens if I take the supper wrongly? What happens? What's it mean? In our text in verse 27, he says, Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink of this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. That's pretty serious. In verse 29, the Bible says, For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. By the way, that word sleep there is not talking about having a nap. It's talking about being dead. That's how serious God is about this matter of us taking very seriously and appropriately and correctly taking and remembering what our Lord has done for us. So seriously, the Lord said that in the church in Corinth, as God gave Paul to pen, there were people who were dead. 
people who read this letter for the very first time had loved ones whose funeral they had gone to. Their body was laying in a tomb. They were dead because they had taken wrongly the Lord's table. It's a very serious thing for that cause. So we're talking about something very serious. I would hope tonight that as we soberly ponder, remembering, showing the Lord's death, we think about that. And of course, it leads us to the question number five, how? How would I? How would I take wrongly or unworthily of the Lord's table? Three very simple things. We see and we're going to talk about the answer here. Secret sin, gross sin, unconfessed sin. In other words, our relationship with the one that we say we love, our relationship with the one that we say we are honoring, the one that we are seeking to commemorate when we have made that relationship a joke. It would be like tonight as a husband, if I was unfaithful to my wife, And I went to her and said, hey, I just want to let you know I love you and I want to remember our special day. What a slap in her face that would be. And what a slap in the face it is to our God when we take our relationship with him so lightly and so loosely that it means nothing to us. You see, the Lord wants us to keep that relationship right. By the way, also, us refusing to take of the Lord's table, refusing forsake, maybe not wanting to associate with Christ. By the way, there are Christians today who believe and want to be secret believers I'm not talking about those in countries like Iran where Brother Ahmad is from who are meeting covertly because they literally are in danger of losing their life. Some Christians, those who converted from Islam. I I think of places like China, other places where Christians have to meet and have to be very secretive about their meeting places. I, I understand that. I'm not speaking of that. I'm talking about in our culture where... If you gather and go to a church service, nobody's going to come to your house tonight with a, with a rifle and put handcuffs on you and haul you away to jail. No, no one is going to take your life. Your family's not going to be arrested or beaten as some places around the world. That is the case. And yet, in our culture, there are those who, they just want to follow the Lord afar off like Peter. They want to say, oh, no, I'm not really like them. By the way, if we refuse to partake because we don't want to associate with Christ, I see the same thing here in Scripture. It's a very, very serious thing with our God. So as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ in the context of the local church, if I am going to partake, If I'm going to commemorate and remember and show the Lord's death, and I want to do it correctly, 
and I want to do it in a way that honors the Lord, in a way that brings glory to Him. Number six, how do I prepare myself? How do I prepare myself? How do I do and partake the way the Lord would want me to? The Bible tells us in our text in verse 28 of 1 Corinthians 11, but let a man examine himself. I want to stop there just for a moment. I want you to notice that verse does not say let a church examine someone. By the way, parents, it also doesn't say let a parent examine their child. It doesn't say let, let, let a spiritual person discern and tell somebody. It says let a man examine himself. The Bible goes on to say, And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 30, For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. But, or verse 31, verse 4, If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. So how do I prepare? Examine yourself. By the way, the purpose tonight is not for you to examine the person sitting next to you or the person that's not here tonight or the person behind you or a family member or rather may we examine ourselves, our own hearts, our own relationship with God. Search our heart. Search your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to convict you. Can I tell you that's a prayer that God will always answer? Always. That's why we don't pray it. We don't want to know. Search your heart. Ask the Lord to convict you of all sin. And 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, a wonderful verse, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I'm not talking about getting saved again. I'm not talking about the Lord Jesus Christ paying again for your sins. They're paid for once for all. But in that relationship we have with the Holy God, God wants us to keep our heart and our relationship right with Him. As we prepare our heart, I want us tonight, before we partake together the Lord's table, I want us to take some time, time that we can examine ourselves, time that you can go to your God, and you can ask God to reveal that anything in your life that needs to be dealt with before we partake tonight. Would you bow your heads with me as we bow our heads and close our eyes for a time of Individual searching, preparing our hearts, preparing ourselves.
Lord, as we pause this evening, Lord, to examine our hearts, Lord, we ask you to shine the light of your spirit in every corner of our mind, our heart, our emotion, our relationship. Lord, as you reveal anything that ought not be there, Lord, I pray that we would run to that wonderful truth, 1 John 1, 9. Lord, that we tonight, Lord, there's no one here. There's no believer in this room who cannot run to that verse tonight, who cannot confess to you this evening, Lord, and make right that relationship. Lord, I pray we do that. Lord, I pray if there be one here tonight who knows they're not truly born again. Lord, I pray even now as you convict them of their need of a Savior, I pray that they would see that you are the only answer, the shed blood of Christ on Calvary's tree, your death, the only payment, their only hope. Lord, I pray that they would come believing and trusting you tonight. How wonderful that would be on such an evening. Lord, would you bless us now, Lord, as we endeavor the best we know how with as much love as we can muster. Lord, as we desire to show forth your death, to remember, to obey you and honor you tonight, Lord, would you bless our next few moments together. In your precious name we pray. Amen. The Bible tells us in verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that which the Lord Jesus the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. In just a moment, I'm going to ask a couple of fellows to come to help us pass out the bread. By the way, that bread, a picture of the broken body of our Lord Jesus Christ. That bread, unleavened bread. <coughs> Leaven, a picture of sin in the Bible. That unleavened bread tonight, a picture of the broken body of our Lord. By the way, all it is is bread and all it will ever be is bread. But it is a wonderful picture. A beautiful picture. A glorious picture of what our Lord did and allowed his body to go through for you and for me on Calvary. I'm going to ask Brother Karim and Brother Tim if you gentlemen would come. And Brother Gerald, would you mind helping as well? And Brother Karim, could I actually come up here? The Bible tells us that that night before they gave the bread, that he gave thanks. And I'm going to ask tonight in just a moment, if you guys want to stand there, that's great. I'm going to ask Brother Karim to come and lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving for the broken body of our Lord. After he does so, we're going to go down and I'll pass the trays out to the men. The men will then go and pass the trays to you. As I mentioned, it's no one's job to examine you, save yourself. Rather, they'll pass and you take, if you'd like to partake, take one of the pieces of bread and do this if you would, if you would take it and hold on to it. And we'll wait till everyone has had, uh, has gotten 
uh, one of the pieces of bread, one of the unleavened bread, and then the fellows will come, we'll place the trays back, they'll be able to take one and get back to their seat, and then we'll all partake together afterwards. But I ask Brother Krim, if you would, if you come and lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving for the broken body of our Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so thankful, Father, tonight, Lord, as we think of your Son, Jesus Christ, Lord, the, the spotless Lamb of God, Father, who so willingly, Lord, uh, gave of himself, Lord, and we think of the, uh, the agony and the pain, uh, Lord, that he suffered as that body was broken, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it was done for us, Father, that, Lord, that you would have us, Lord, to, to be able to think back and remember, Lord, uh, that great sacrifice on Calvary's cross, Lord. And again, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for loving us, Lord, enough to, to give of yourself, Lord. And, and Lord, uh, we thank you for, Lord, that you, you took our place, Lord, and that you bore our pain and our suffering, Lord, as, as you hung on that cross, Lord, and as those near nails pierced your body, Father, we we love you, Father. We, we thank you again that you loved us enough to, to die for us and just pray, Lord, that you would uh, bless this time now, Lord, as we continue in, in remembering, Lord, what you've done for each and every one in this room. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen.
said when he had given thanks he break it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you this do in remembrance of me you may partake of the bread Verse 25, it says, And after the same manner also he took the cup. I'm going to ask Brother Colton to come and help with passing out the, the juice and Brother Krim. And Brother Mott, can I get you to come to the pulpit here? I'll also have you help pass out the juice after. We have three trays there. But Brother Mott's going to come tonight. And the Bible tells us here the same way that he did the bread. After the same manner he took the cup. And tonight we're going to pass out in just a moment. These three men will pass around trays of unfermented fruit of the vine, grape juice, unfermented because there is no leaven, a picture of the pure and spotless and sinless blood of Christ, the only blood that was able to pay your debt and mine, the only perfect blood, that blood shed on Calvary's tree. Before we pass it out tonight, Brother Ma's going to come and lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving. As the men do pass out in a moment, if you'd hold the cup and think about that blood and what it meant for you and what it paid for you, and then we'll all partake at the end. Brother Ma, if you would lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving for the blood this evening. gracious Father, thank you so much for this moment that we can gather here together. And just remembrance of what you have done for us, Lord. It's only you that you can open the eyes of our understanding to understand the depth and the width and the height of the love that you showed on the cross of Calvary for us as mankind, Lord. It's, it's, we never can comprehend, Lord, what you have done. Leaving your throne, the one that you created, the heaven and earth, by just speaking it out, Lord coming down and living in, in our human body and, and going on the cross of Calvary, Lord, and separating yourself from the Father and humbling yourself and shedding your blood for us, Lord. Our best moments of our lives, Lord, deserves your help. But thank you so much for saving our soul, dying for us, Lord, and we are so happy that we can claim that salvation, Lord. And we have the hope of the eternity to live with you, Lord. And we do it in your remembrance, Lord, that to remember that what you have done for us is beyond our comprehension, Lord. We never can understand it. We ask you to open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that we can worship you and we can 
we can do what you deserve, Lord, at least to the best of our ability, to give back to you the way that you have given your life for us, Lord. We ask you to be with us, Lord. Help us to be a good steward of what you have given to us, Lord, a good soldier for your, for your army, Lord. And we do it worthily, Lord, because we are not worthy. The only thing that makes us worthy, Lord, is the blood of Calvary that you shed on the cross of Calvary for each of us, Lord. We honor you. We offer all our praises and all our prayers to you, Lord, because you are the worthy one. We ask you to be with us, Lord, as we leave this place. We take your remembrance and we take your presence in our heart, Lord, everywhere that we go, that we can do things that worthy of your honor, Lord, and worthy of your, 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 your death, Lord, and worthy of what you have done for us, Lord. We ask all these things in the precious name of our Lord and our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
In verse 25, it says, After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. And this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. May partake of the juice this evening. you would this evening, you can leave your cups in front of you there in the rack below the chair, or you're welcome to throw them away as well. We don't keep them. The Bible tells us that in the book of Matthew, that before they went away, they sang a hymn. I'm going to ask Miss Lois to come back up to the Pine Anner. And Brother Colton, if you want to come and lead us this evening, and that we're going to sing an appropriate hymn for our season tonight. As we uh, leave this place tonight, may we remember uh, the one who came to be and give us joy as he shed his life, his sliced blood for us on Calvary. Colton, if you would. Let's stand as we sing number 89, Away in a Manger, number 89. God bless you and be dismissed this evening.